2: Good evening and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Sammy Jacobs. Along with us will be T.J. Inman. And welcome to the Hoosier Huddle preview of the defense for spring practice. Spring practice had practice number three this morning down in Bloomington. Uh, It was good to get down there, see the team on the field again. And I'll be back down there at the end of the month as my spring break uh, takes me down there as well. And so today we're going to talk about, go through position by position, just like we did on the offense, talk about key players at each position, what IU needs to improve on the defensive side of the ball uh, 2019, and maybe some guys that we haven't really seen play a a big role um, come into the limelight and play a big role uh, in in spring practice, and then again uh, when the fall rolls around. Uh, TJ, welcome to the show. It does not feel like spring at all, so how are we doing? Yeah, uh, freezing. You know,
1: it's uh, definitely, I think we need to rename, at least for now, rename it spring ball to, you know, indoor winter ball. Um, And that's that's unfortunate. It's always, you know, feels a little better if it's, uh, you know, mid-50s or low-60s. Being able to practice out in the sun, but, um, you know, that's the hand we're currently dealt, so hopefully it warms up sometime soon, Uh, but, you know, I'm excited uh, just seeing, you know, practice highlights and coming season, you know, that that warms you up just a tad bit.
2: Yeah, definitely, you know, being inside was nice today. Uh, I really enjoyed watching practice outside as well. You just get a better feel for you know how guys throw in the elements and and things like that, but let's start uh let's we previewed the offense it's now it seems like forever ago but let's take take the other side of the ball talk about the defense This is the defense last year that was that was young that that kind of took a step back uh with growing pains after losing a lot of talent on that uh on that defense from uh, 2017 last year uh, they gave up 28.4 yep. points per game uh, they gave up a lot of first downs third down conversions were a problem uh, i saw Athlon sports put out their spring preview for indiana ball uh indiana football their their uh one of their keys or things that iu needed to work on uh was third down defense but that starts down now i couldn't find the stats again uh, for first down yardage, but IU was giving up a lot of yards on first down, and that's the key uh, to getting third down stops or on first and second down. If, if Indiana can improve their first and second down defense, it makes third down defense a little bit more manageable. Uh, giving up mm-hmm. four or five yards of play on first down just is, is not going to cut it. I, and that, to me, last year, watching this defense was the problem. There were a lot of third and ones, third and twos, uh, when they really needed to get um, get off the field. And, and that starts on, on, uh, on first down. And with these guys, they had a lot of freshmen last year on defense. With these guys being a year older, um, looking at them today, they, they look good. They They have matured very quickly. Uh, they look fast, especially in the secondary. Now you can't really tell the line all that much because they were only in in shells today, so only helmets and shoulder pads, and you you just can't tell. It's spring ball. People don't you don't want to get on the ground in spring ball. You don't want to hurt anybody uh, in spring ball. Getting caught up in the mess on, on the lines, and then of course you're in shoulder pads. So you're not really going a hundred percent in terms of physicality, so. But the secondary and the linebackers look real good, really good. The, the team speed um, that you saw today uh, was really good. And so let's start on the back end of the defense uh, with the secondary. You have Marcelino Ball coming back. Um, Jonathan Crawford departs. He performed in the combine this week. Uh, it looked really smooth on TV. Uh, but you bring back Marcelino Ball. You have a lot of safety help with, you know, Devin Matthews, uh, Brian Fitzgerald, and a lot of those guys coming back. Who is your key to that secondary taking the next step? They picked off 13 passes last year, but were susceptible to that big play. What does IU need to do, and who needs to step up for IU to take that next step?
1: Yeah, it's it's a very um, very interesting group because are we only talking safeties here
2: for now? Or yeah, uh, we'll we'll do corners as well. There's just so many players in the secondary to name. Yeah, uh, that it, it yeah. would take the entire show to go through all of them.
1: Uh, I think that Brian Fitzgerald uh, has the ability to be uh, the best player on this defense. Um, I think that he is a. I, I don't. Not saying that he is, but I, I think that he has the ability to be that. Um, he's such a good athlete and an instinctive football player. I was very impressed with his ability last year after having to sit out a year, uh, which you know I think is going to end up being a blessing for Indiana uh, that they bungled that. It's obviously unfortunate, but I think it ends up being a blessing because uh, Brian Fitzgerald I think is going to be a a real monster for this team. And then um, you know, Cam Jones is a player that uh, is apparently going to get some work cross training and safety, uh, which I think will be a very interesting look. team that Indiana, I think, is taking to heart is, you know, get your best players on the field. And I think we might see that come into play in the safety rotation if Cam Jones sees time there. Uh, but for me, the key to Indiana cutting down some of the big plays Uh, is going to be the play of uh, Brian Fitzgerald and his partner uh, back there at safety, which I think might end up being Juwan Burgess. If he can harness the athletic ability he has as kind of a center fielder of the defense, I think it could really cut down on some of the big plays that Indiana allowed over the top of the defense. Um, From a corner perspective, uh, I think that the key guy for me – is Jalen Williams, if he can take that next step up into being a you know a corner for the Hoosiers. He was inconsistent to the freshman, which is totally understandable. Uh, I think you're looking for him to take that next step up uh, and, and really assert himself as a uh, legitimate number one corner. I think Indiana has a lot of options at cornerback, and it's a, a position that's as deep, as any, and I I don't have any doubt that they're going to be able to find, you know, at least three or four guys to step up and uh, really be strong corners for them. Um, you know, of the group, I think the one that maybe is under the radar the most in that secondary uh, is perhaps Jamar Johnson, uh, a guy that I find myself forgetting about quite often. Uh, and then, you know, rotation. I don't think he's going to be um, anywhere close to starting necessarily this year, but I think that he's a player that could really find himself in the rotation.
2: And uh, I'll just only speak for myself that he's a player I often forget about. Yeah, he's a guy uh, you forget about as well. And then, um, yeah, he, he looks bigger this spring. Um Yeah reese taylor look he it looks like he wants to play defense the way he went through drills today Uh, they they did a drill where it was you know shedding a block it wasn't a real oklahoma drill uh, per se but it was getting off a block and, and getting to the second level and all those things and i forgot who he took on but it was clearly a bigger guy and there were joke they were sending like Brandon Wilson and defensive lineman, out there to block him, and that's just not fair um but it looks like his heart is in on playing defense and and if that's where his heart is that's that's the best move that i u can make and he's a guy who he might not yeah. you know he he didn't play corner in high school he played a little bit last year he's not going to be as technically sound. As all these guys in front of him. But we saw him play corner against FIU last year, and they trusted him in big spots. So, you know, Reese Taylor could be a guy that goes under the radar. Another guy, Noah Pierre, um, is another under the radar guy as well. And, you know, these now you could start running out. Instead of having two guys you could trust, you, you might have four or five. And that makes yeah. that depth so much, you know, so much better. And that's been the problem for IU football forever is the depth. They just cannot hang with Ohio State and Michigan for four quarters all the time. You just can't expect it um, and all those things. So the second it's well, so, me, they're so deep. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah, Let me ask you, uh, I mean, do you believe – because the the reason one of the reasons this move was made to put Reese Taylor on the defensive side of the ball, um, which was you know discussed coming into Indiana, and then they you know decided they needed him on offense, which I completely understand, and I was excited for, uh, you know, still would be excited to see the ball in his hands. But um, you know, one of the main reasons this move was made uh, was because you know Reese believes that he has the ability. Uh, to perhaps play professionally in the NFL and that the strongest position for him to do that would be defensive back. Uh, Just based on what you saw of his movement uh, and just the way he looks lining up as a corner, uh, do you think Doreen necessarily the legitimate option for him uh, if he can progress in learning the position?
2: Yeah, he's definitely athletic enough to do so and has the flexibility. Now he's, the at five, I think he's listed at five eleven, maybe five ten. So he might be a little undersized, yeah. but he's he's not going to back down from anybody. He was, I think they he, they had him on Donovan Hale. Who, if you look at Donovan right. Hale and you look at Reese Taylor, you go, well, that's the mismatch. Let's go. And he now the play went away from them, but he wasn't backing down from guarding Donovan Hale and i think his mentality his athletic ability and you know probably his football intelligence are going to allow him to it might take two or three years uh, but it'll allow him to develop into uh, i think a corner who could you know see some major time now can he play corner at the next level i mean we'll see only time well, will tell but he could definitely but- be a returner. With those measurables,
1: and it, you're you're maybe thinking of kind of a, a slot guy, uh, nickel corner, uh, you know, with those measurables. Which, which uh, in the NFL, you know, everybody, almost every team is playing a nickel. He's seventy percent of the time now, so uh yeah. that's an increasingly valuable position.
2: Yeah, and then you you have his athleticism on the the return side, and, and getting guys who could do two things. Better than NFL roster fifty three is
0: yeah.
2: is vital because then you could yeah. go and, and sign somebody else somewhere else. Uh, so you know his development will be interesting. He definitely wants to play there. You can see he's, his heart and head are in it, and and that's the most encouraging thing. I I want to see him when the the pads go on because I he's going to light somebody up and prize somebody this spring based on just what I saw today. So. His, now, they didn't really do kick return and punt return today, so you can't really take help, but um, that, that secondary group is, is really deep. And I, I think it almost looked today as if they were playing with 12 guys on the field because that's how much team speed has improved. Um, defense created four turn- takeaways, uh, four picks. Now, not all of them were in the secondary, but it's uh, it's a good sign. And it, it the, the offense, they're still learning the offense, and still installing the offense, so there's going to be a, a, a learning curve. The offense looked uncomfortable throwing the ball down. Now, they made some plays, they hit some plays, made some good throws, some great catches, uh, but the defense made it, you know, you had to earn those yards uh, that they did. So let's move to the middle of the defense at linebacker uh Indiana brings I think everybody back except for Damian Willis and yep. that linebacking core it was young last year. They're still young this year, but they have a year under their belt. They have a lot of talent. Uh to me the the key guy is gonna be James uh James Miller. He's a young guy who impressed late in the season. He made those big hits at Michigan He's a guy. If he could consistently do that, uh, might be better than T. Scales. Yeah, uh, that's
1: that's high praise indeed. I, I look, I, one hundred percent demand to watch, James Miller. Uh, you know, Rekwan Jones. I think it's. I think you probably feel comfortable. Uh, you know, penciling him in as one of the starters uh, with that second starting position up for grabs uh, would be my opinion at the moment. I don't know if you agree with that or not, but that would be my opinion at the moment. Uh, And then, you know, I I think Indiana's goal, and Tom Allen has said as much, uh, is to to get a a rotation. He has not said how many, but to get a, a, a strong rotation of guys, he does not want to... Uh, rely on, oh, these are my starters, and I'm going to have them in the game for 70% of the snaps. Um, I don't think that that's at all uh, his goal. And so who starts necessarily is not just in terms of depth chart. I think you pencil in Recorn Jones as the leader, the senior of the group, really solid. Uh, But James Miller, I think, has the athletic ability, the physical tools, uh, and the explosion, if you will, uh, to be the standout star from this linebacker group and I, I really could see it being as early as this year. Uh I think he could be a real special.
2: Yeah, and then you have you know you have guys like Micah McFadden, uh, Thomas yeah. Allen. Both of those guys played well in spurts and I think the days uh I think Tigray had 118 or 116 tackles uh the year they went to uh, the Foster Farms Bowl. And then you had Chris Covington as well. I, I think days of those, you know, dual 100 tackle players are kind of going to be over for a while. There, there, there's so much talent to where you can keep guys fresh now for the end of the game where you want your number one linebackers on for, for that final drive to keep people out of the end zone. Uh, or you know to force a, a takeaway and, and get the ball back and things like that so you know you saw last year I don't think anybody got over to the high on tackles was Crawford at 66 and yeah Damian Willis led the linebackers at 62 and so that's a pretty low number for for linebackers but it's because they're now running fewer plays on defense. You're going to have to think the tempo on offense is going to try and eat up a little bit more clock by using those big plays. So we'll see. I don't think anybody's going to hit that 100 tackle mark based on their, they need a rotation, and that's something that Tom Allen, Tom Allen wants. As far as under-the-radar players go at linebacker, I think Aaron Casey is a guy that people need to keep their eye on. He um,
1: yeah.
2: he was a guy that that came in was highly uh, regarded, kind of kind of slipped underneath the radar last year. Red shirting, made a great diving interception today uh, at practice. Uh, looks looks really good um, there as well. So he's my under the radar guy to come back uh, and. And make a difference at linebacker.
1: it's that's a it's a really good choice. I think um, I think your choices are a bit limited. I I would say Mike McFadden, but I think most Indiana fans that really paid attention I already appreciate uh, what he's capable of. But I'll uh, just because I I think McFadden is going to end up having a really good four year career. Uh, I don't know if he's ever going to be a star of defense, uh, but I do think he's going to be a really good four-year contributor. Uh, that just makes tackles. I mean, he's he has pretty good uh, side-to-side speed. Uh, you know, last year there were a couple of plays that I, I was really surprised how well he tracked down uh, a ball carrier from you know one side of the field to the other to make a play, and you know, I don't think that that was a fluke. I think he uh, one, he understands the game and understands angles well. Uh, two, I think he's a really sure tackler uh, that you know embraces the contact at the position. Uh, number three, I, I do think he's you know pretty quick. And it's cliche to to say of a you know of a white linebacker to say oh they're quicker than they look, but I do think that you know, McFadden for his size, I think he moves better than you would anticipate him moving. Uh, and like I said, just a sure tackler that uh, makes plays on the field. So I'll, I'll go with Mike uh to back up the solid freshman season he had and uh, add to his production and you know just entrench himself as a solid contributor for the Hoosiers.
2: Yeah, and we'll see. It's going to be a, a it's still a young defense, an exciting defense. And to me, the key to this defense is the defensive line. And so we're going to move to that. And Just one, I think, one question, yeah, go ahead. one question on the linebackers,
1: uh, you know, where do you see camp Jones ended up or ending up, uh, fitting in? You know, I look at him and I, I see linebacker. I see maybe a big safety. Uh, I see maybe a Husky. Uh, what I definitely see overall though, is a guy that needs to be on the field. Um, uh, So where do you think uh, Cam Jones ends up
2: fitting in? What do you think the staff's plans for him are? I think he's going to be one of those guys that you can put anywhere because he can. Um, Now he might not line up at nose tackle or on the corner, uh, but you know, it's probably going to depend on the offenses they play and, and, and situations that they're in. But you could see him playing, you know, the Husky position. You could see him playing linebacker. You could see him playing a safety position uh, in coverage and, and things like He might be that utility guy of of the defense. And that's not to say, oh, he's a bench player who could do everything. This guy, he could play everywhere. He'll, You know, if you need to get another guy on the field, if, you know, if they're playing bigger, he can move up. If they're playing smaller – he can move back and things like that, and it's. It, I I think he's going to play everywhere. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I think
1: um, for me it was refreshing, and I hope it ends up being true. Tom Allen has said on a few occasions uh, here in the past few weeks, you know, we just need to get our best players on the field, and it's about getting our best guys on the field. Uh, some iteration of that percent agree with it you know uh, sticking to a strict position oh this guy's a linebacker and this guy's an you know a a rover and this guy's a a husky and you know that guys do need to have defined roles I agree with that but um, I hope that there is that level of flexibility that um, you know you just get somebody like Cam Jones or Devin Matthews or Uh, a Brian Fitzgerald or a James Miller, you get those athletes on the field and figure out the scheme once you've, you know, gotten them on the field. Um, So I think that there's, yes, there is increased depth, and that's a really good thing. Uh, But there are some guys that you need to figure out a way to have on there as much as you can.
2: Yeah, and it's kind of like what I thought would happen with Reese if he stayed on offense. You just have to find a right. role for right. him and get the ball in his hands. And, you know, defense, it's not the same. You can't guarantee that the ball is going to go to a guy or the ball carrier is going to, going to go to a guy. You could try to anticipate where where things are going to go and, and try and place your best players in, in that area. So I, I think Cam, Cam Jones is a guy. He's a Swiss Army knife guy. He could play all over the place. And if they have, you know, maybe you know a guy like Brian Fitzgerald and, and Monster, they need to get on. Cam Jones can move up to linebacker. Get those two guys yeah. in. Get Marcelino on the field as well. He's he's your movable piece when you want to get all your your um, your best players on defense. I, and, and that's huge. And that speaks a ton to, to his versatility. And he could easily have said also, Hey, I want to play here, but it's also being a team guy saying, Hey, yeah, where, wherever you want to play me, just show me where to go. Um, and things like that. So, uh, let's move on to the defense. I think this is the key to this year's defense is the defense line. It all starts up front. Um, so we'll we'll see. IU loses a lot of uh, veteran leadership up up front, uh, the big guys in the middle as well. They lose Jacob Robinson, Mike Barwick, Mike Bowen, um, to name a few, and they need to replace that. Now that those replacements are a little thin in the spring, they have a lot of reinforcements coming in in the fall uh, with the freshman class. But the key guy to me here is Juan Harris. If Juan Harris can uh, come into practice, and he looked good the other day uh, in the footwork, footwork dress, and still without on, it's hard to tell the offensive defense. But if he could play up to his potential, he demands a double team almost every single play. It allows the linebackers and these to run free and and make, which is why that uh, you know T. Gray Scales played really well that one year and, and made those 116 tackles because he didn't have to take on a lot of offensive line blocks. So um, you know he he's the guy that's going to be the the glue of this defensive line. Johnson is your stalwart. He's going to. He's got to start to, and then, you know, you got to piece the rest of it together, hope these young guys grow up pretty quickly.
1: How did Sio uh, look? Sio Nesfogatoa, or I, I will learn how to say his name, uh, he, you know, appropriately, but.
2: Yeah, he won't be in until fall camp.
1: Oh, I apologize. I thought he was uh, early enrollee. Really okay never mind then scratch that one guy that i did want to mention um as an end uh, which you know indiana has got to find a way to uh get some pass rush without having a scheme for it you know where it's just these are our pass rushers we're going to get to you without having the blitz uh i do like indiana being aggressive with the pass rush but being able to get to the quarterback without having to send extra guys where just, you know, our ends are better than your tackles. We're going to beat them one-on-one. That's, that's big. And it has not been something any end has been able to do consistently. Uh, And, you know, in fairness to IU, that's one of the hardest things to find in football. Um, So it's understandable, but James Head is a player that uh, I think, all the makings are there for him to have a big breakout season to be one of those guys. Um, You know, I think he's probably in line for one of those positions, perhaps um, Alan Stallings right there with him as well. But I I mean, James Head has physically the tools you're looking for. He's got speed. He's got the body. um, And and I hope that he's able to put it together and provide that consistent one-on-one pass rusher that Indiana needs. So that's, that's kind of the guy that I look at as having the best chance to break out. Uh, Indiana's invested a lot of time and effort bringing in, you know, pass rush defensive ends. Uh, it's time for some of those guys to, to step up and uh, start getting things done on the field. Hopefully James Head can can be a guy that does that.
2: Yeah, James Head was a guy who was in early last year uh, he did not look yeah. like your regular guy straight out of high school. He he looked like he was an upperclassman already physically. Uh he came in, played pretty well last year. I think he's I think you you could mark, put his name in Sharpie at one of the end positions. Um yeah. Alan Stallings is another guy who I can't believe he's already a senior. They kinda leave his freshman year. Uh, playing him just against FIU, uh, but it is you got to play the the hand you're dealt. So he's he's a senior there, and then you have some some other guys who are question marks in terms of what they could bring. Alfred Bryant played pretty well last year, um, and uh, you gotta you gotta figure it out. Speed speed off the end, um, so you don't have to blitz. So, you know, we'll see. It's Alpha Bryant, James James Head's going to be really good. And then you got to – the under-the-radar wild card for me there is Madison Norris. Uh, the the talk about him is that he, you know, he's a super-fast twitch uh, muscle yeah. guy. I, although he's slim, they list him at 207. I think he's around, I think he's a little bit heavier than that. Uh, he came in at, at under 200 pounds, so he's put on weight, but his frame, he, he's just a thin frame. That's the way he is. But yeah. he's a guy who, yeah. you know, is probably a one trick pony, but he could be really, really, really good as a one trick pony. And if he's a guy who you could bring in. As a specialist in third and long passing yep. situations, who can go by the end, get to the quarterback, uh, get sacks and tackles for loss, you can, you know, then you could deal with him being a one-trick pony and, and not you know being an every-down, um, and, and every-down line. But I'm excited to see what he brings to the table. Uh, the rumor of his speed—you know—he was a 110-meter hurdle champion. Uh, state champion as well so you know speed yep. is real you can't teach speed you can improve it a little bit through coaching but if he could get around the edge like he gets around the track he's going to be fun to watch
1: yeah that's a, that's a good name and you're right I think that's a that's a situation where um, the coaching staff is going to have to put him into positions to succeed uh, and, you know it might be a case where uh, you know, you bring him on as a kind of a stand-up pass specialist that uh, requires an extra blocker to to help out the tackle because of his quickness. Uh, but it's going to be have, have to be one that, uh, you know, the coaching staff schemes to put him in a position to succeed and then from there up to Madison to, to make it happen. Uh, you know, and you mentioned the young guys' reinforcements coming in for the line. uh you don't love for it to be this way, but, uh, Indiana did get, uh, some really promising recruits and prospects that, that uh, I think long-term are going to help IU quite a bit. Um, and then what they're going to have to do. And it's, you wouldn't hope that it uh, would have to be this, but one or two of those players, um, are going to have to contribute to Indiana right away. And, uh, not as starters, but as as rotation pieces because the line is one of those areas where you need to be able to go eight, nine guys deep. Uh, And as it currently stands, Indiana probably does not have that, particularly in the middle of that defense. Uh, They don't have quite enough bodies there. And, uh, you know, Juan Harris, that's why he was such a – Massive addition in in more ways than one uh, to bring him back into the fold. uh, And and like you I think very correctly pointed out, he's a guy that there's really no two ways around it. He's going to have to play well uh, for Indiana's defensive line to be a good group because they don't really have too many other guys that can present the problems he can for the defense or for the offense, excuse me
2: line is, is the key and if you could occupy the offensive line uh, let these athletes run around and yeah. and make plays this defense is going to be uh is going to take the step forward that they need to take so are you are you more worried about the
1: defensive line in terms of pass rush and quarterback pressure or in terms of run defense because I would say for me, I'm more worried about in terms of run defense uh, and, and teams, particularly in the East, you know, our, our opponents in the East, being able to dictate uh, physically overmatch Indiana in the trenches um, with our young defensive line. That's that's what I'm most worried about with this defense.
2: Yeah, it kind of goes hand in hand. Um, you know, if, sure. if you could... You know, get these, you get enough pressure up the middle with, you know, offensive lines have to scheme for that. If you can't, uh, then it makes it very difficult to get pressure off the edge. Guys could get kicked outside and, you know, it, just a pocket is formed and, and things like that. Um, I'd say it's probably about even right now until, you know, you see it in game one. Um, we'll see. It's, facts are important. Uh, but I think consistently stopping the run is more important because that's your first and second down defense. Is stopping the run, holding them to you know setting up third and third and longs, getting them behind the sticks, and that starts with your run defense. It wasn't great last year either, and if they improve that, everything else uh, can fall into place as well. Yeah. All right, Uh, well, that does it for uh, our defensive preview. Any final thoughts, TJ? Well, I think this year's defense, I think you will, you
1: should, uh, reap the benefits of what was sowed last year, which was uh, a lot of young guys getting experience before you necessarily wanted to throw them in there. Uh, But now that they have been thrown in there, they have been – you know, put through the, the battles of the Big Ten uh, and, you know, did, did very well in some cases and, and um, were overmatched and overwhelmed in other cases and worn down uh, some by the end of the year. Uh, now that those guys have been through that and they've been through an off-season of growth and development uh, and have that experience to fall back on, I think you should see the, the rewards of that reaped uh, here in in this coming season, uh, I think that Indiana's defense is, you know, really uh, one. It's it's still young, which is exciting. Uh, and two, I think that it's it's a group that uh, has as much raw athleticism and defense that I can remember uh, at Indiana. And if they can harness that and get uh, get consistent line play and, and healthy line play. Uh, I'm really excited about what this group could do.
2: Yeah, it's it's time for this group to to mature quickly. We'll see when one of the storylines we got to follow in Fall Camp are these young defensive linemen coming in. Can they now not it's a lot to ask all of them to come in and perform at a high at their highest level because that's the odds of that happening are astronomical. But if a couple of them come in, could be solid contributors and all of those things, they can really reinforce this defense, uh, the defensive line, allow some of these defensive ends to get to the quarterback, put them in situations, and use a Madison Norris uh, to rush a quarterback. And the secondary, they're playing with a lot of confidence right now. They know the defense a lot better. And, you're a step quicker when you know that and that goes for everybody in every aspect of work when you know your when you know your assignments when you know your work uh, you work just a little bit faster and that's what the the secondary is is doing now they're they're buzzing around and then you know the linebackers well losing TD Roof and Jamie Wills hurts uh they have a lot of young talent there And James Miller is a guy who I think IU fans are going to fall in love with Pretty quickly if they hadn't fallen In love with him after that uh, After the game up at Michigan As well so it's They got to get the takeaways It's the, the Takeaway the turnover luck Is something that usually doesn't stay with You for more than a year IU had really good turnover luck Last year on defense balls bounced their Way and things like that so Hopefully this pendulum doesn't swing back the other way too much, uh, but they could still get, you know, the still get those fifty-fifty balls and in interceptions, and recover, you know, put the ball, have the offense put the ball on the ground and, and recover fumbles and, and all those things. So they got their takeaway today. Uh, they didn't on Sunday, so you know, it's always going to be and that in um, spring, you'd like to you like to see, but you also don't like to see because it is the Indiana offense uh, turning the ball over as well. So the defense is going to be young, but there's a lot of potential there, and the, the growth rate of this defense has, has been really impressive.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to see uh, how this group continues to come together and, and really uh, what I would expect to see during spring ball is the defense to be ahead of the offense uh, just based on a new system, new offensive coordinator, um, you know, Jack Tuttle, new quarterback, Michael Penix uh, coming off a, an injury uh, concerning to me if the defense looked bad. So uh, that. Certainly only reinforces what I thought was going to happen that the defense would be somewhat ahead of the offense at this point um I think that's to be expected and uh you know you just hope that um looking towards twenty nineteen that the you know the first couple games uh, should provide um should provide some some confidence for this defense if they can go out uh, you know put together good performances before uh, getting into conference play against Ohio State—that's that's what you would expect—is um, for last year's youth and inexperience to turn into this year's, you know, still youth but experience and and the talent to begin to show through.
2: Yeah, it, it's definitely an evolution of the defense and the offense as for next this is on. Uh, and then as they go into fall camp, and the beginning is very manageable beginning of the season with Ball State, Eastern Illinois, and and UConn. Uh, So a lot of guys should get a run and get a lot of game reps, and then we'll see how spring ball finishes. Hopefully everybody stays healthy. There's no major injuries, and they can install where offense they're installing and clean up any of the problems that they need to clean up before fall camp comes along uh, and you get ready for the 2019 season. Well, TJ, thanks for joining me on a very, very cold Monday. Enjoy the rest of your evening, uh, and we'll talk again.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, everybody, for listening.
2: All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. That does it for tonight's Hoosier Huddle podcast episode, previewing the defense. You can check out all our articles on HoosierHuddle.com. Follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore huddle as well. Spring practice is going to be on a hiatus here in a few days as IU goes on spring, the middle of the month. And we'll have, we'll have it all covered. Again, the spring game is April 12th, Friday, April 12th at 7 p.m. It's a Friday at Little 5 fingers are crossed that the weather cooperates and, and fans can uh, show up and enjoy their, their spring, hopefully spring-like evening in Bloomington uh, and go from there. Again, Indiana opens their season at Lucas Oil Stadium against the Ball State Cardinals on, I believe September or August 31st. uh, And that time is yet to be announced. So, Uh, Keep coming back to HoosierHuddle.com. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the rest of your week.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place.